Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today, we are going to talk about what is Christianity, and we have a guest with us today. We have Mother Erin Jean Ward with us. Hi, good morning. (laughs) And uh, Erin Jean is the rector of St. Luke's in Ada, Oklahoma. And Erin Jean, we're excited to have you with us. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So we're going to pick on Everett today. (laughs) And Erin Jean told me on the side that this is one of her favorite things to do. (laughs) (laughs) We love picking on Everett. (laughs) Another um, day in paradise. (laughs) Another (laughs) podcast episode. All right. So um, just jokes on all that, but we kind of are. So um, what we're going to talk about is what is Christianity? And actually Everett, our uh, active social media person, had uh, had shared a uh, meme some time ago. And it has, I hopefully will remember to post this on the show notes, but it has this awesome Charlton Heston-like Jesus on it, um, who's kind of given the stare into outer space. (laughs) And it says the following, I gave you a sacrament where you were united to me in death, raised with me in resurrection, and now you have fellowship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. Somehow, you collapse that into, open quote, respect the dignity of every human being, Close quote. You missed a few parts. <laughs> so, so of course, I, I, I batted back at uh, Everett online on that, and we kind of got to talking about it a little bit and thought, you know what, let's jump into this and let's make this about what is Christianity? Because, I mean, there are, uh, my guess is you can sit down and ask people that question, uh, and it's broad, very broad, but I'm guessing the answers that you will get back determine on, you know, what denomination they are and, and where their thoughts are and, and so on. So I thought we could open that up a little bit, crack the lid on it and see what spills out. Um, so Everett. And can you explain, Justin, real quick, why that meme only makes sense to an Episcopalian? Well, I'm going to let Everett do that. Okay, well, okay. you know what? Oh, pause. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for that wrench. Tom, I'm going to let you start as opposed to giving Everett giving his rehearsed answer <laughs> to this. So what do you mean, Tom? What do I mean mm-hmm. when I, well, I think that respecting the dignity of every human being is a good place to start because, um, Jesus said, uh, the first commandment, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And meaning it's equal to love your neighbor as yourself you can't love somebody if you don't see in them the image of God. So I can't love God. I can't uh, have the sacraments. I can't come to the table with a good heart if I'm not loving my neighbor. So it's a good uh, place to start. I don't think Jesus would have really said that. (laughs) You don't think so? (laughs) No, no, I don't. Okay. All right. So why did you say... Why did you say that only an Episcopalian or could explain that? 
Well, because it's from the baptismal covenant, uh, and if okay. I'm an evangelical listening to this because I'm fundamentally drained, you know, then I'm wondering, <laughs> what the heck are they talking about? Ding. I'm leaving my church because we're mean to people, you know? And so that is from, that's a meme making fun of Episcopalians for talking about our baptismal covenant, which ends with, I will respect the dignity of every human being. So, all right. Explainer. Okay. All right. Now I'll open it up to Everett. And Everett, would you like to jump in and to give your explanation if there's if it's different from Tom's? Uh, yeah, so basically, um, let's just all be, be honest. Um, I like uh, to be snarky. Um, <laughs> and sometimes uh, it, it uh, plays well. And other times, as my wife would say, you're not really as funny as you think you are. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, let me just say. I am pro respecting the dignity of every human being. Yeah, right. I'm going to come out on my platform and say, <laughs> I'm in favor. I'm in favor. Um, but there's a, a there, it, it does sort of, uh, it, it's one of those things that um, is like a, a piece of food stuck between my teeth that I just seem to like that's bugging me is that when we talk about the baptismal covenant in the Episcopal Church, there's a certain segment that reduces it down to just respecting the dignity of every human being sort of ignore like, Oh, the, the Trinity, that, that part of the baptismal covenant, our belief in the Trinity, the apostles creed, that's sort of um, optional, but this one thing promise. Now that one's literal. And so it's sort of, it's one of those frustrations of mine is, is that I think that we tend to reduce Christianity down to, this one, you know, um, one thing, which is a good thing. Respecting the dignity of every human being is a good thing and something Jesus would have us do. Uh, but faith is, is, is more than that. That was a good tap dance, buddy. Thank you. I'm sorry to put you on the spot with this meme. Aaron Jean, would you like to comment on the meme and give your th thought opening thoughts on it? <laughs> sure. Um, my gut reaction is someone who, sort of to Tom's point, didn't really have a faith that acknowledged the dignity of every human being prior to being in this church Ooh. is to be really like kind of defensive of the idea of, um, you know, the dignity of every human being. Cause that really felt new to me when I entered the Episcopal church for what that's worth. Um, Great point. But, but I think the meme is actually just, just acknowledging the gap between the two. And that's where I find that I can connect with it. Like um, it's not so much that we don't have the dignity of every human being, but there was a path to get there. And the path was life, death and resurrection. And I think to Everett's point, when we um, kind of pull quote the baptismal covenant, we often will use that. Like that's a really popular pull quote for the bapt baptismal covenant. And um, I think we could stand to, to acknowledge the fact that none of the parts of the baptismal covenant come to fruition without death. And um, because we believe direction requires death first. And, um, and so, you know, if you believe in the dignity of every human being, which I very much do, the question is, okay, if you believe in that, what are you willing to have die? in your life in order for that to reach fruition. Nice. 
That's awesome. Thank you. What were you saying, Tom? I heard you mumble in the background. I said burn because that was really good. <laughs> burn. Roasted. But, <laughs> but I felt it wasn't just... She wasn't really roasting Everett. She was... No, and I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. That's just because my teenage daughter says roasted all the time because of The Office, yeah. I think. Anyone? No? I don't know. Okay, I don't, I don't either, so... Sorry, Everett, that wasn't in your direction. It was not a roast. It was like a happy marriage of all the previous comments. There you go. <laughs> Bringing things together. Justin, like you're not respecting my dignity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Everett. I just try and pick on you every chance I get. <laughs> and so sometimes I look like the fool. I apologize. Tom, you were saying? Oh, I just think that's genius. Um, it does... It is rooted. The reason we respect the dignity of every human being is they're made in the image of God. So it has to start from a place of some kind of faith. You know what I mean? For us, seeking, um, seeing Christ and the people around us. And then, I don't, I don't know what you meant by death, Aaron Jean, but I took it um, as dying to self or... But, would you mean it more than just that? I don't know. I mean, I think yes. I also have a theory right now that we read a lot about church decline. That's the conversation that's been happening a lot in the Episcopal Church are these sort of numbers. And I wonder if, like, God is culling the church in order to rebuild it more toward the end of God's likeness. Hmm. And so when I think of death, I mean, certainly there's a personal death because the baptismal covenant is intended to be like a way that you, Justin, you, Tom, and you ever live into your faith. Right. Um, but there's also like we as a church took this on. This is what we think guides our whole denomination. Um, and so I don't know. I see layers to the understanding of what death means in that context. That's a great thought. Shane Claiborne in, um, Oh, I just went blank. Either Irresistible Revolution or, or uh, Jesus for President, I think it's the first, uh, talks about uh, be getting smaller <laughs> and getting smaller uh, because when you, when you thin down into just, I say smaller numbers, so does your, um, well, I'm looking for a word, shared belief. It's it's more clear. It's more succinct, if you will. And uh, so in that regard, that's a, a interesting point. I, I had never thought about that, uh, Aaron Jean, about the church having a death. So it could be resurrected. I believe that's what you were kind of alluding to in that. Um, and so, that, you know, that's a good point. So when you, when you think about um, what is Christianity, I would say that my prior beliefs were that the death and rex <clears throat> excuse me resurrection only happened at the end of life when i physically die and i am later physically resurrected uh, but i remember having a conversation at a coffee shop with someone and i you know referred to you know <clears throat> that death and resurrection happens all around us and it's happening to you know our egos and our thoughts and our beliefs and all these different types of things around us at all times and they are resurrected into new life into new humanity um, and so what do you, are your thoughts on that um, and i'll let anyone jump in otherwise i'll pick tom uh, about death and resurrection as a way of life 
something that happens continually, um, uh, if you will. Is that is that something that is Christian belief? Tom? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I mean, baptism is dying to self for us, baptism or confirmation, dying to self, taking on a life of faith. And it's something you have to do over and over again. Um, but so, yeah, I think it's it's true. But um, I've been racking my brain. I don't want to change the subject yet, so I'll wait. <laughs> Did you believe that? Did you believe that in, in the Church of Christ, that there was death and resurrection prior to physical death? I guess is my thought. Uh, well, I was coming around to it. <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was all for the, you know, the in end. game. Yeah. <clears throat> and, I, and I think it's important. Oh. Go ahead. Like, so, so Paul says that the death that we're joining is Christ's death and resurrection. Mm, all right. And so, um, you know, that's, so it's, it's not just death and resurrection in an abstract sense, but in the specificity, um, of, of, of Jesus who willingly went to the cross with arms wide open so that all might come within the reach of a saving embrace and the defeat over sin, death and evil that occurs in his resurrection that all of our little deaths and resurrections and our big death and resurrection um, only finds meaning in Jesus's death and resurrection. Hmm. Is that, would you say, sorry, I got a frog in my throat, I guess. Would you say that that, I'm going to step out on a limb here and and you can pull us back. And Tom, I want you to hang on whatever you thought a minute ago. Um, with that death and resurrection piece, what, when they say when it says the way, the truth, and the life, the way is is the way piece. Is that describing that the, it showed us the way to death and resurrection, or the way to life? What does that mean? I've heard that before. It's like Jesus is the way. Is that what that's pointing to? That death and resurrection. To left field. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah that i mean i think the ca- if we are supposed to follow in the cadence of jesus's life then that's what his life looked like and mm-hmm. so if we're going to model it then we need to model like a willingness to enter into death because mm-hmm. of the fact that we believe that you know in death life is changed not ended to use the funeral right hmm. well and and i think that um so much of our um, human existence is um, surrounded by a fear of death. And so to go back to like what Aaron Jane's saying is, is like in the church, there's a lot of churches that are, that are really afraid to die. And so they never live. Um, and um, uh, Nadia Boltz Weber uses this in one of her talks. And she, she says, you know, you don't, you know, there's still not a church, first church of uh, Ephesus in existence, right? <laughs> um, and and so her her thing is is like, you know, if your church dies, it's okay. Gosh, I think that the Orthodox Church would debate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I think that we are so fearful of death that sometimes we don't live. Ooh. And our tweet moment is brought to you by <laughs> Father Everly. <laughs> I, I, I 
Go ahead, Jean. Fear of death betrays what we believe. Um, because we don't believe that death has the final word. Mm. And so whether that's personal, ecclesial, or apocalyptic, like if what if you believe in Christ, if you're a Christian, you know, to the question of what does it mean to be a Christian, then you actually believe that has no power over you. Oof. Uh, I'll be the first to confess. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, how do you get there? I mean, and that, I know that's, uh, uh, again, that's that left field unanswerable question. Um, but it is something that, I mean, thinking about that and thinking about fear, I just watched the, um, if you're not familiar uh, with Preemptive Love Coalition, uh, if not, look it up. It's, it's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, Jeremy Courtney, I believe, is uh, him and his family live in Iraq. And uh, they went to uh, Iraq after um, 9-11 and lived there and just have done amazing good things. And um, they live in with the threat of fear every day. And I got nothing for that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I fear, you know, family being hurt. I fear, you know, accidents happening or, or whatever it is. I fear illnesses just in, in, you know, my humanity, in my humanity, if you will, I guess. And then it's death in itself. It's like mine, uh, being completely honest is mine's like, well, man, I've got so many great things to do. <laughs> what if death comes when I don't want it? And so, how do you speak to that? I mean, that's my example, but how do you speak to fear or fear of death uh, as a uh, priest or a pastor pastoral? Feel free to jump in. So <laughs> how I'm lost about I, I, Aaron Jean, ha, tie this back to me. What fear of death as our original topic? Um, what is Christianity? I I got lost for how we got here. I'm the Holy Spirit, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were we were in death and resurrection, right? And talking about that as uh, kind of like metaphor for our lives, and then physical. Um, and so I was just bringing that back around. Maybe I'm like I said, mm. going out too far. So I apologize if it's well. So so let me let me see if I can tie this up. I asked Aaron Jean, but I'll accept your the, attempt. <laughs> the the point the point of the meme is is that oftentimes our gospel is too small. And that the point is is like like if what we say about Jesus is true, it is radical and life changing and amazing and incredible, and it is so much more than like your sins are forgiven. Right. Yes. Forgiveness of sins is a part of the gospel, but it's more than it's more than respect the dignity of every human being. And and the questions about death, you know, fear of death and all those things are answered, um, as Aaron Jean talked about, within the context of sort of this larger, wider, you know, hope. And to explain kind of what I was saying, um, you said it's so much bigger than this. And I was sort of expounding on that to say it's so big that actually death, this thing that we rightfully fear, um, is subsumed under it as well. Like the idea that 
if what it means to be a Christian is to be a person who follows in the way of Jesus and in doing so believes in, that the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ set in motion the shape of our lives so that we would then also have life, death, and resurrection. And I want to be clear that, like, I don't personally feel like I'm fully there, you know, to your point, Justin. I'm not not worried about death. I just think you can... I think God is is big enough that faith and fear can be held in this the same hand by God. You know, I mean, you can fear and also acknowledge that your fear is something that God could empathize with. You know, for me, I go to the Garden of Gethsemane and I think of Jesus, Jesus, who we believe was fully with the Father, right? Like one person, you know, fully human, fully divine, saying hey, if you could let this cup pass for me, that would be great. And feeling that fear, but also saying, thy will be done. Ooh. And I think we live in that same tension and that, that, that the human life is built out of that tension. And that in neither of those moments was Jesus modeling unfaithfulness. Christ was modeling what it meant to be fully human and fully divine. And we can look to that moment, or I would just say I look to that moment in my times of trial or fear or scarcity or whatever that negativity is. And I try to pray, you know, I want this cup to pass for me quite literally. <laughs> and also, but also I'm going to end this prayer with thy will be done. Right, right. Wow, that was awesome. Yes, that was a refreshing. Very, very good point. Thank you. Um, you know, I've been with Everett and Tom so long. It's so good to hear <laughs> different point of views. No offense, Tom and Everett. <laughs> Love you guys. Offense taken. <laughs> uh, that, that's good. Um, I, you know what? Actually, thank you, Aaron Jean, for giving that um, Gethsemane reference because you're absolutely right. That fear that Jesus acknowledged with asking for the passing of the cup is, is something that we can find um, you know, I, I'll say the word partnership. That's not right. But I, let's just say, uh, nope, no words, whatever it is. <laughs> it can make us feel better knowing that he thought the same thing. There we go. So, um, okay, Tom, did you have something to add to that? Or did you want to introduce what you were else you were going to say? Well, just with the theme of the podcast. Yep. I've tried to think what what is Christianity to me now versus what it was um, in the evangelical world. And I think I would sum it up by saying formerly for me, it was about figuring out what the truth was and then accepting that and having it kind of in my head. And then um, and then I was kind of dumbfounded about what to do from there on out. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And and now I guess I would say the difference is it's just essentially it's a, a faith practice and a pattern of cycle of prayer, you know. It it also still has faith and a search for truth, but but I've kind of figured I found something to do other than just try to accumulate more knowledge in my head. You know, I ha I have a, a faith practice. But um, none of this is 
where I think you wanted the podcast to go. Just you know, to- dude, if you have not figured it out by now, <laughs> the, they're open. The, the title of the podcast is simply something that I stick on it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> where we go, you know, we're yeah. like Star Trek. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Undiscovered country. <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, I think when, when we think about what, like, one of the things that people wrestle with is like, what do I have to believe in order to be a Christian? And are there any beliefs that I might have that sort of get me voted off the island? (laughs) And I think, and I think that's that, I think that, that for a lot of people, that's where their anxiety comes in. Cause I think there is that thing that Tom talks about that Christianity is in the end is sort of this mind thing like a, like a one way is presented. It's this mind thing that I have all the right boxes checked. So yes, I'm in the club. I'm good. Great. Um, right. Right. And, and I think there's like, I think there's things that we would say, yes, Christians believe this. And like your belief is not compatible with historical Christianity, but I'm uncomfortable with the notion of simply voting somebody off the Island hmm. because they're struggling or doubting about a particular, thing that Christians have traditionally believed. That's I I'm with you <laughs> there. Um, I would say that when I came into um, the Episcopal church, that is where I found that that denomination does such a good job of just allowing your beliefs to be your beliefs. Um, and, and, and I'm not necessarily saying that's wrong. That's right. But it just wasn't pushed that you have to believe X, Y, and Z, or you're, as you said, voted off the island. Um, I would say, so uh, we're getting close here, um, and Tom kind of described, Tom kind of answered the question of what is Christianity for him and, and, and in the past, too, and I thought I'd go around and ask that, um, and I'll, I'll begin, and then I'll come to you, uh, Everett, and then you, Aaron Jean, and um, and but my thoughts. I'm reading um, Tom. I'm reading after you believe. Trying to read after you believe by N.T. Wright, and I'm I'm halfway through. Whoa! Great, my, it's great third, choice. This is my third attempt. <laughs> so he um, N.T. spoke about epistles, people, or letters of Paul, uh, people or I guess letters uh, in the New Testament uh, uh, people, and then gospel people. And I would say that uh, my faith in what I thought Christianity was, was along the lines of the epistles. Um, So the letters written in the New Testament, which focus around more around just the physical death and resurrection. and, And you can say, I'll add on the end of that, as I always do, not going to hell. And then when I came into the Episcopal Church, I swung very hard uh, to a gospel person. And gospel is, you know, clothing the naked, uh, naked, naked, (laughs) naked, (laughs) naked, naked, whatever it is. Uh, And, you know, feeding the hungry and giving water to those who are thirsty and so on. And then as I am continuing to learn and to be involved with other people, I'm finding that I'm moving back towards a center of being both of those, which is NT's point. His point is we should be both of those. Um, and so I would say that's 
where I'm at with Christianity is there is uh, this epistle piece and there is this gospel piece and they, you know, culminate or, or, or arrive at a center within the person, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So I'll say that right now. Everett, what do you have? What is Christianity? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> have mercy. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, when, when in doubt, uh, go with the Stanley Hauerwas. Uh, quote. I uh, thought you were going to go to Book of Common Prayer, <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, what was it? God, God, God is who whoever raised uh, whoever uh, freed the um, Israelites from Egypt and raised Jesus from the dead, and and it is this um, Christianity is this amazing. Um, story of love and freedom um, that reaches back even before um, the days of of uh, Jesus. Nice. Another Hauerwas quote. Ding. <laughs> Aaron Jean. Um, I mean, to the point of this this podcast, the idea that we all sort of have a fundamentalist background. Um, I know that I, when I entered the Episcopal Church, found a lot of freedom in how wide the answer to the question can be. Mm. Um, because I had always had a very narrow view. Right. And right. Um, to your point earlier, like there was a lot of fear as to whether or not I checked enough boxes. And um, the Episcopal Church in some ways removed the rubric in a way that was really helpful for me. Um, and so I will always hold on to like a deep level of grace in the answer to that question, because I actually think it's God's nature to say that whoever you don't want to be in heaven will inevitably be sitting beside you. <laughs> um, Good meme. Yeah. And I think yeah. about that a lot. You know, whenever I look at someone with disdain, I'm like, great. I bet your seat's beside me. <laughs> uh, and so I, I hold on to that. I think the flip side of it though, that I'm, seeing play out, maybe especially online, is the idea that because we have a deep grace around it, we also have absolutely no answer. Mm. And I want to uphold an idea that what it means to be Christian is to read the creeds and read the catechism and read what we believe within that deep grace. And to acknowledge that like, I actually believe all this stuff. And that's really hard for me. I'm not going to say that there aren't lines of the creed that I spend a little bit more time with. Um, but but the, the premise of Christianity, the thing that makes Jesus someone who's not just a cool dude, because if you brought a bunch of religions in the same room, we could all probably agree he's an okay guy. Mm. The thing that differentiates that is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's really hard to believe but I don't think belief was intended to be easy. And if it was, it wouldn't be belief. It would just be assent or knowledge or, um, or you know, answering a scantron. Um, but instead, it has this nuance and its depth that it's supposed to have because the nuance and the depth gives it meaning. And it became incarnate in order to give it life, like literally give it life. And so I guess I'm in a place where the answer to the question of what it means to be a Christian is to say, I believe and mean it, but in such a way that your 
meaning it and you're believing in it doesn't count anyone out. Ooh. Nice ending. Awesome. That was... <laughs> did you read that? <laughs> that was outstanding. Thank you. I'm going to have to go back and actually listen to that. Um, very good. Very good. Thank you. That was a nice cherry on top of a, uh, a fun podcast. Um, so I, I, now that you all have enjoyed our guest, Aaron Jean, um, I will tell you now, she is a Crimson Tide fan. <laughs> it's too late. You fall in love with her. And <laughs> it's okay. I'll probably never be invited back now. I'll just go ahead and say it's been great. Thank you for having me. Here's the irony is they are actually playing uh, Mississippi too this, uh, this weekend. <laughs> so it, this is an international podcast. We have an international following. And so I don't think that's going to be, we're huge. I don't think in New that's Zealand. an issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Shaboy awesome. big and Sheboygan too. <laughs> no, really. Thank you, Aaron Jean for joining us. Um, Thank it was very having- refreshing to have you and your voice on on the podcast, and it it, it was fun and uh, very much so. And I hope that uh, everyone enjoyed it. And uh, we 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 kind of stayed on topic. I, I think if you're still listening at this point, you know, <laughs> you know how we roll. So it's all good. Um, again, thank you for listening, and may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at fun drain pot we'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics also if you enjoy what we're doing go on to itunes and give us a review please thanks a lot